This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Great to have you along with us today. We have a, a wonderful guest with us, Pam. Pam, you've been on the podcast before. Yep, once before. Yep, it's Pastor great to Pam. Have you. Yeah, great to have you back. Yeah, you brought the message yesterday, which yep. we're going to get into definitely. I've got my trusty CSB notebook. So I need a, I, I feel okay. like right out of the gate, I need okay. a, it's confessional time. Okay. So in between services yesterday, Uh-oh. I just Uh-oh. got chatting with people. Okay. <laughs> I never went back to my office to grab my Bible and notebook to take notes. Oh boy. So I it's in your head. I didn't take any notes yesterday. Mm, like we'll I'm see how good like, of a job I right. did and at then, making it well, stick no, in your head. No, that's, <laughs> so then I'm like, you know what? No big deal. I'll use my phone and take pictures of her, of her slides. Yeah. Left my phone in the green room. So, <laughs> so JB, it's on you today. Okay. okay. So uh, pretty much my role today, I'm going to just, I'll just say, huh. I see. Well, I hope you remember something from yesterday. <laughs> I have a lot of notes. So okay. I was wondering how we're going to fit all my questions in for now Pam. You know. So oh. Pam's going to okay. we well, hey, so solve so world you're just, peace. You're just uh, solve world peace. Yeah, that's, you know. World peace. Okay. When there's something big ahead. Are you going to ask her questions about the end of chapter 16? Are we? <laughs> you mean like the text itself being part of the Septuagint That's or not? Ryan. All that no, stuff? I'm in more of this like, oh, let's talk about some snake handling here. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to handle the snakes to their death. I do not want to touch them or see them or be anything near them. Something's there's wrong nothing. with Ryan. Pastor Ryan he likes loves them. snakes. He does like snakes. Uh, do you remember? The this was snake. a lot of years ago. Yeah, the corn snake. It he, wasn't. We well, borrowed a few years a, from Glen Oaks. From Glen Oaks. I went and got it. No. It was super cool. So we were holding. We, That's not we, cool. We, it, dude, it was. It was in my car. We still had it. We still had it Monday morning in the office mm-hmm. after he used it. And so we were passing it around. It was super cool. But like, I think no, that one is I nice. Want, I don't want ones that are going to, you know, poison no. me to death. No. Like, that's not cool. I no. handle snakes better than spiders. Yeah. Oh, oh well, spiders. Mm-mm. I'd say I have an I've, equal. I've phobia. seen video of no. you with spiders, JB. Yeah, I have a problem. <laughs> I, I do too. I, my chest very, they like jump very and they're so quick. Not all spiders jump. They oh. do. I feel oh. like no, they're just. I, no, I'm okay. Daddy Long Legs are the only ones I'm okay there. with. Uh, look it up. I don't. Very few spiders jump. Enough of them do, though. That no, you yeah. just don't know. <laughs> I don't know when I'm looking at the spider on the ceiling, getting ready to smush it, if it's going to jump. The little, the it's little the unexpected. furry ones, those jump. The ones that are really quick. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, you know I mean? the only ones that I'm like, I actively kill are wolf spiders. Because they, like we, where we used to live, Nicole and I, like mm-hmm. we had wolf spiders in our basement all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, those buggers, they're pretty big mm-hmm. and they, they bite. They and would, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel good. They would, they would get Nicole mm-hmm. periodically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but we do have the brown recluse in our area, which is very, very, very bad. And you never know. Yeah. I don't it's not know. It's going to kill you, but it's, I mean, unless you're an infant. But uh, yeah, it's not good at all. Spiders are not good. No. Snakes, spiders, all Stay that. Stay out of the terrible. house, you're safe. I don't know if we're going to talk about snakes or not. <laughs> Stay just, out of the house? Stay out of my house and you'll oh, live. Oh, you mean the spiders. I'm yeah. like, Pam, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm like, that seems backwards. Just stay out of your house, then you'll be safe from spiders. Nope, Pam, oh, I'm with that's you. that's good advice. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah, if you want to live, you, yeah, stay out of my house. Yep. All right. So we should talk coffee. We're drinking mm-hmm. coffee. Uh, Pam, well, you can't. Sh- we want you to talk about your the tasting notes in your coffee yeah. first. Mm-hmm. What does is, what is Pam taste? Mm-hmm. Notice the metal uh, thing sticking out of her 
coffee cup. It's a little, it's sweet. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah. what would you say? I would say probably a little caramel. Caramel? Okay. <laughs> caramel. What about macchiato? Which is crazy. A macchiato. I'm not getting any caramel or macchiato I got no, my cup of no, coffee. No, I, I got no. Can we... Can we do this? Let's see. Can, everyone could see my cup. Uh, that I can Josh. See, you can Josh, barely, oh, yep. oh, Yeah, you, you can, can see my Pam's is this kind of golden bit. brown color, which means she put an ad. How to get it. kicked off the podcast? Put creamer <laughs> in your coffee. No, <laughs> coffee should be enjoyed. So if you enjoy it with cream, that is how you should drink it. I do. That's that's the way it should be. But we are drinking a really, I had to really do some Googling to figure out because this was a random, a rando Ziploc bag in my freezer. And I was trying to figure out what roaster is this? Uh, I did find out what the roaster was. It is from Perla in Miami, my friend Zach oh. Vasquez. But this is a Kenyan. Okay, so it is a, no, it's not Sunnergoss. It's a Kenyan Muria Embu. Maria Embu from Perla. So let's see what Josh tastes. Uh, and I, I did not see. I I feel like the there's notes. a there's a strong citrus vibe. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to say lemon or if it's, I, or my my other go to the old lime. What but about it, a Meyer I, lemon? I feel like yeah, that was super specific last week. <laughs> Do you know what a Meyer lemon is? I've never even heard. Like of you that. buy one from Meyer? No, it's it's. <laughs> I know, I know. I thought the same thing. No, it's M E Y E R, like some variety of. I don't know. So okay, let's talk about the coffee. Okay, now I've seen the tasting notes. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. So I'm out. Uh, this is from the Moria Embu region of Kenya, uh, grown at six ten sixteen hundred ninety meters. Uh, the Muria factory is strategically positioned in Kenya's major coffee growing zone. It has a total of. 1,080 members. Okay, this is all, I'm not going to read all this. This is crazy. Whatever. Um, varieties SL28, SL34, and Ruru, Ru, Ruru 11. Yeah. Ruru okay. 11? It's a fully washed and it's dried on raised beds, Josh. Okay. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to register, oh, I'm going to register two notes. Okay. I'm going to say, okay. I will lock in. I'm going to narrow down my citrus. I'm going to say okay. lemon okay. and green tea. Hmm. Those are my okay. Those are my official right. guesses. Well, here are the tasting notes: grapefruit, so citrus, three quarters of a point. Okay. Don't most of them have some citrus in them, though? No, no not necessarily. Not okay. always. Depends on the region. Black currant. Okay. Which your brother? Which oh well, yeah, those. they do. He does red currants, I think. Yeah. And cherry. Okay, that one's for you, so. Barba. Yes, and I have uh, I have some other coffee at home that one of the tasting notes is orange blossom. Okay. Absolutely. Tastes really like good. orange blossom. It was really good coffee. It's from Sway in South Bend, which is my new favorite third wave shop within an hour. Match had just unfortunately went to number two. Oh. And I would say uh, Conjure in Fort Wayne would be a distant number three because every time you go, their coffee that they're trying to sell you on the shelf is from like 10 weeks ago. Oh. oh. Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> Get your game together. And then you hope that's not what they're using to make your cup of coffee. You don't. And then you go get Folgers and you're really just, oh. I mean, there's. And that's been sitting yeah. on the shelf they're for good. a year and a half. It's vacuum sealed. It's good. <laughs> All right. So oh, episode 45, Radiant Reflections, our special guest, Pam Carey. Pam, you have been kind of pressing into gifting and calling and teaching. Would you share with the listeners and viewers 
how did you come to this? What, where, how did you sense God's call, and and what were your steps to kind of walk into that? Like on my own, mm-hmm. on my own life. Yeah. So, um, well, I originally before I even came to the church, you know, I was working in human resources at Glen Oaks, mm-hmm. and there was a message that Ryan gave. I mean, I had been feeling like mm, maybe there's something else. Mm-hmm. So, Ryan gave a message on getting out of the boat. Mm-hmm. and following Jesus one Sunday morning. And in that moment, it was like, I need I'm, I need to be done at Glen Oaks. I don't know what else there is, but it's time to resign. And my coworker, Candy, was there at the service too. And she, when I went in on Monday, she's like, I knew you were gonna resign mm-hmm. when she heard that message as well. So it was like that confirmation that it was time to be done and I didn't know what was next. Um, but at the same time, apparently Ryan and Katie had been talking about how cool it would be if I quit my job <laughs> because they had this position that they thought I'd be great for. Um, so anyways, that's kind of how I got started at the church. And it's just evolved over time um, just to try to see like, okay, what exactly is God calling me to? And then last, oh goodness, last March, I think it was last March, yeah, after we came back from Exponential. We had a time during that conference where we were just trying to listen and hear God. And um, we came back and Ryan, and I had been feeling like a call to ministry to some teaching, Mm -hmm. um, but didn't know if that was just me having that thought or what. So I was like, I'm just not gonna say anything. And then um, when we got back from Exponential last March, Ryan's like, have you ever felt a call to ministry. I'm like, well, actually, yeah. (laughs) And so um, started taking classes and Ryan continued to give me opportunities to be on stage. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's just kind of how that's kind of evolved, just to trust God and just, you know, be open Mm -hmm. to what he wants me to do and see where it goes. Yeah. Josh and I were actually talking last week and he said something that I thought was really true about you, Pam. He said the really difficult thing with Pam she can do anything. Oh. She could do anything. <laughs> That's a lot like of she could go because we were saying. I I said I could see Pam being a campus pastor. Mm. I could see Pam planning mm. a church. Uh, and Josh was like, "That's hard because she's talented in so many different ways." We're not we're not blowing smoke here. We really <laughs> really believe this. Um, and I was I, I was going to tell you this last Thursday mm-hmm. at prayer, but I thought I'm going to save this and tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> so part of my morning practice is to pray by name. Mm-hmm for the whole staff, the elder board, and the worship team. I pray for my family. I just, I'll mention their names and I just wait, sit and let God, whatever. I always pray for Jeff, that Jeff would be a light in the school. I pray mm-hmm. for your kids, pray I for Gibby and Angela, that, that they would uh, be lights in the school. But in the last several months as I've been praying for you, that God's, God's been prompting me to pray that he would make clear your next steps. Mm-hmm. I've been praying that God just show Pam what's that. what's Pam's next steps. What's what's uh, God calling Pam to do? Mm-hmm. Make that clear to her. And uh, then you you mentioned that uh, or no when we saw the org chart, oh. there was a there was a certain word there with your name by it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> and Ryan says, if Pam does this, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that would be why she needs to know her next steps. <laughs> let's see what the Lord's what what the Lord's doing here. So. Yeah. So you brought the message yesterday yep. and, and closed out our teaching series from, it was, it was June. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah we've been running, uh, yeah, what do we get, 14, 
14 weeks out of this bugger 13 14 weeks yeah there was at least two there's at least two weeks where we we did two chapters there might have been three where we did two chapters i can't remember like this week Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so uh pam and ryan he shared maybe i don't know probably 10 percent of the message Mm -hmm. pam was 90 percent. he did chapter 16 yeah yeah uh but you went into chapter 15 and 16 right out of the gate pam like if you could find i say this to josh sometimes when he's teaching if you could find a pot of the a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow Mm -hmm. and that pot of gold was the single thing you were hoping for people to take away what was your heart for people to to grasp after yesterday's message so the i mean and hopefully it came through clear if you listened or were there just that you know on a daily basis we have to choose jesus we have so Mm. many situations on a daily basis where we can um do what the world wants us to do, do what's popular, mm-hmm. do what's easy, um, or we can do really what we're being called to do and what, what what Jesus wants us to do and to follow him and to follow the things that he's called us to do in this world and to live according to his standard and not the world's. And so, mm-hmm. you know, on a daily basis, we choose, like I said, we choose Jesus or the world. We mm-hmm. deny ourselves or we're going to deny Jesus and what he wants us to do and what he's calling us to do. Hmm. Yeah, so big choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The title of your message confronted with the cross. And that was the first thing that I actually wrote Mm -hmm. down was we have to choose, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to make this decision and Pam and Josh, I'd love to hear from both of you. A lot of people, they make that choice to follow Jesus and they have somewhere along the line gotten the idea that that's it. Mm -hmm. Like you make this one time choice, you come to Christ and you got your, your golden ticket. Mm -hmm. Well, Ryan even hit on that. Mm. You make him, you accept him as savior, but you don't allow him to be Lord over mm. your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, it's your ticket out of hell, but there's more, mm-hmm. there's more to our relationship and our walk with Jesus than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there there are multiple places in scripture. Jesus says it. And then I think Peter talks about it. Paul hits on it, right? The idea of endurance, mm-hmm. mm. right? It's, it's not a, hey, I prayed this prayer at camp 30 years ago. I haven't done anything with it since, but I've been good. It's this idea of endurance. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I I can't think of the reference, and I didn't bring my Bible. Uh, There's a couple right there if you want to grab. Uh, <laughs> but in the in the Gospels, Jesus says like you know, he who endures till the end mm. will be saved. Mm-hmm. That doesn't get I preached. I think very so. Often. I love that you say that. <laughs> Because in, in my D group, we've recently been reading through Hebrews, and I'm pretty sure it was like, because I was like, this would be a cool tattoo, to be honest. Um, Come on, Pam, get one. <laughs> um, but Next time we're I on the staff retreat, Pam. <laughs> a certain significant person in your life actually just he did, did. Draw it up. He did. Draw it up. <laughs> um, I think it's Hebrews 6.11, where it talks about to the end or until the end. And, you know, that's one of the things that recently I've been thinking about and, and is we don't read, you know, because I've heard this said to me recently about retiring. You know, we don't retire Mm. from serving God. Mm -mm. To the end, we're supposed to serve him. We're Mm -hmm. supposed to be vessels that he can use until the end, not until we reach 65 or 70 and then we can just coast. Like, no, he's got a purpose for all of us to the end. What's the retirement age going to be when we retire, guys? Uh, 55. 80. Uh, I was going to say 80. I don't think that's going to be it. Lara is moving. Did you find it, Josh? I I did not. I was thinking of Colossians. Paul says, uh, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. Mm -hmm. So like the faith that we 
it requires to mm-hmm. accept Jesus that very first time is actually the faith we need every day. Mm-hmm. So it seems powerful and miraculous oh, yeah. in that moment, and it is. Oh, but it, is, it is there? 611. Oh. Yeah. I mean, this was the one I was thinking of. Now we desire each of you to demonstrate the same diligence for the full assurance of your hope until the end. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of the one, like, like um, demonstrating the same diligence you know, mm-hmm. until the end. And I, there's a lot of, there's several verses because I've been looking it up recently about to the end, until mm-hmm. the end, you know, the endurance, the perseverance. Oh. And the amazing thing is we don't know what our end will be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we have no, we have no idea. This, this past week, our, uh, the video producer at my company, he's a young guy, mm-hmm. uh, his wife's brother, mm-hmm. really, really close, um, car accident. 27 year old kid and he was killed in a car accident just like mm-hmm. you just don't know it's yeah. a scripture that god's been uh causing me to meditate on psalm 90 verse 12 teach us to number our ways O lord mm-hmm. that we might gain wisdom uh because we really don't know <laughs> we don't know mm-hmm. but we want to be diligent uh, to continue in the faith because uh, it isn't a one-time choice no. mm. it isn't a one-time choice no it's I mean, a, Jesus says that. I mean, and you reference you reference back to Mark eight, mm-hmm. right? The call of discipleship. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. take up your cross, and, yes. and Jesus says that. Hey, daily, yeah, mm-hmm. you got to do this. Yeah, and it's you know, and there was something I read. It wasn't. It's like it's not just about self denial. Like, oh, I'm not going to eat this cookie. I'm not going. to. Mm. No, it's about denying ourselves. Like, what are our natural sin desires? Mm-hmm. We have to deny those, and we have to follow Jesus and choose that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pam, why do we make decisions based upon what other people think? You said that in the message mm-hmm. in Mark 15. Why do you think, uh, talk talk more about that. You know, I mean, I can speak from experience. We're so often concerned about what other people think of us. Are they mm-hmm. going to think that we're weird? You know, um, people not wanting to, I don't know, pray sometimes or speak out against something, you know, that they're, that they really hold that value and that moral because, you know, they they are a follower of Jesus. People might think we're weird or, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I know Jeff, when he made the decision that he was going to stay away from alcohol early on in our marriage, mm-hmm. his friend group that's what they did Mm -hmm. and so it was tough for him to have to say you know i i'm not going to go out with you guys i can't i can't be around that and not indulge in it and so you know he took some flack for it you know some questioning but they i mean respected it as well but you know ultimately he didn't hang out with them anymore he had to kind of cut ties for quite a while because he knew that if he was going to be in that situation that he would you know engage in that be tempted by it Mm -hmm. and so it would have very been very easy for him to just be like i'm just going to keep you know hanging out with these friends i don't want to lose my friends i don't want them to think i'm weird because now i'm not drinking alcohol you know it's just things like that and i think we all have something in our lives that maybe we're trying to repent from or turn away from and follow jesus instead of the world and it sometimes will require you know not hanging out with people we used to hang out with as much Mm -hmm. you know we still want to be a light to people and you know um, speak truth and and be loving to them but we also have to know our limitations when we're trying to change behavior and so people could think that we're weird or that we're you know think we're better than them or you know whatever it might be so Mm -hmm. it is hard it's hard to sometimes stand up for your faith and your you know your beliefs and go against the world Mm -hmm. well i think as soon as we realize like we are weird 
Mm-hmm. Embrace it. We're yeah. supposed to be right. foreigners. I mean, I mean aliens. Mm-hmm. We're we're so we're so concerned with like, oh, what are they going to think? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, this is an oversimplification, but like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Why why are we so concerned about what these people think? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not saying that I've never had that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, sure. it's a real thing that you've got. To I mean, sometimes I've been like, you know what? Sometimes ignorance is bliss. You know, I mean, because if you don't pay attention to necessarily, if you don't care what other people think of you in a good way, not mm-hmm. just, you know, it's, then you just go and you're Something living for freeing. Jesus. Yeah, it's freeing from mm-hmm. worrying about what other people think of us. Mm-hmm. If you can get to that point, it's nice. When I hear you saying that, it's talking particularly about that story with Jeff, mm-hmm. there was a value shift somewhere. Yeah. So somewhere along the line, Jeff was more concerned about the results of how it could impact his family. Yes, that was the big thing. Mm-hmm. And his testimony mm-hmm. versus what he thought his friends would think about mm-hmm. him. So something shifted yep. inside of him that made him choose that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I'm thinking about, we were, we were just referencing the book of Hebrews, uh, where it talks about stirring up the gifts mm-hmm. in each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how do we as church members or members of the body of Christ encourage each other to not be so concerned mm-hmm. with what others think and to make choices that are going to bring God honor um, versus just kind of, swimming with the current Mm -hmm. you know um yeah i mean a lot of that you're i mean i tend to be more like relational in my approach to discipleship anyways i mean so i think a lot of that is like one-on-one type conversations i mean you can have those conversations from the platform Mm -hmm. but yeah i think it's as you walk with somebody and you're able to kind of really drill into what what's behind this hesitation what's behind this you know why do you not want to use this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i just i think we have to ask those questions and yeah and peel back the layers to figure yeah. out why why am I not living into a gifting? Why am mm-hmm. I choosing to just go with the the flow? And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just easier. It is just to continue mm-hmm. on as we've always been than to make a change. Mm-hmm. Change is hard. Well, and and typically the if if there are people in our life that are are trying <clears throat> to get us to do something that's outside the the design of God, right? Like that appeals to the flesh. So mm-hmm. I mean, it, it that adds a layer yes. of of challenge Mm -hmm. but that's also why it's so easy this is why like it it seems in balance because we talk about how you know god wins right Mm -hmm. god as is more powerful than the devil Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yet we still caution people like hey uh you know you shouldn't be the only you know follower of jesus in your friend group yeah they're like oh hey i'm gonna try to win up for christ like Mm -hmm. odds are it's not gonna go that way Mm -hmm. right why because the things they're doing appeals to your flesh and now you're you're challenge you need you need multiple people right mm-hmm. it's a team effort mm-hmm. jesus sent people out two by two yep. yeah uh, <clears throat> you need backup biblical uh, community biblical community <laughs> <laughs> what's up with that bringing it around <laughs> law of odds right <laughs> yeah so pam you eventually kind of shifted in the message in chapter 15 and you were you were talking about and i'm saying proverbial but uh crosses mm-hmm. right um what are some of the responses to the crosses that Jesus asks us to carry? So you were you were kind of setting it up that people shrink back, mm-hmm. right? What, what's happening? Do you think that is causing people to not pick? And, and maybe first tell tell the listener what do, what do we mean by a cross? Like that sounds kind of churchy. Yeah, it really comes down to denying ourself deny like jesus there's something that we need to to represent jesus on or um, serve jesus in a certain Mm -hmm. way or turn away from and be a witness to somebody uh, you know on something and that's going against 
what mm-hmm. naturally our sin desire wants to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and sometimes it's hard. Um, there, sometimes it's not so hard, the things that are put in front of us. And sometimes they are. They're things that God is going to grow us through and challenge. You know, we're going to learn to be challenged on and grow in our faith. And gifts might surface that we didn't know that we had before during that time. And mm. there's testimonies that will be developed and just lots of things. But it's sometimes it's just those. It, for me, it comes down to choosing Jesus. There's My choice here is to follow Jesus mm-hmm. or I can ignore that and I can choose the world and do mm. what the world would naturally want me to do what my sin flesh would want me to do. Yeah. Pam, if you're willing, would you share maybe a cross sometime in your life that you eventually you identified it, like you could see this is a cross mm-hmm. and how you came to terms with picking it up and carrying it mm-hmm. as Jesus commands us to do. Is there something that you can you can look back and say, this is not something I would have expected and here's where. Yeah, I mean, I have several of those situations, and I've shared my testimony before. You know, Mm -hmm. I was married before, Mm -hmm. uh, shortly out of college, and, you know, not my choice. I went through a divorce, Mm -hmm. and that was really, like, life-altering, you know. when I think a lot of us, when we we make these plans, whether or not we realize them for how we expect our life to go and what we see it happening, and when that all of a sudden changes, it's like, what just happened, you know? And and you kind of feel like your life has just been shattered. And so going through that and, and learning how to respond to the way that people are treating you through that or sit, talking about you through that and mm-hmm. like just digging into God and just trusting that he's got a bigger plan and a bigger purpose for this mm-hmm. and just learning more about myself through that whole thing and and looking back and realizing that um, God had a God had a plan and he made good out of something that was really mm-hmm. really hard for me um, and I can look back on that and just see how I've grown closer to God and mm. learned from that. And um, it's just really cool. It was not a cross that I wanted to bear. Right. Um, but I can see how I learned things through that and how God grew me through that and drew people close to me through that relationship. So, hmm. yeah. Josh, how about you? Uh, can you think of some places? Um, some crosses that God's asked you to, to carry in your Christian life. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, because I, th- I think ultimately, though, you're like we talk about this idea of the cross, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and and it's a matter of the will, right? I mean, and we've, we've kind of alluded to that, right? And Jesus in Gethsemane, he, he knows what's coming, mm-hmm. right? He knows what's coming. He says, uh, he's like, hey, uh, if there's a way out of this, yeah. uh, I'd, I'd rather not do mm-hmm. this, but ultimately, Lord, your will, right? It's not It's not that we're all going to have to endure torture mm-hmm. uh, or right. be nailed into a piece of wood, right? It's a matter of uh, our cross is setting aside our will. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think one of those was uh, actually moving to Sturgis. Right? I kind of had my life mapped out, right? The direction I was going to go. In burnips? In burnips, right? I mean, I was, uh, I was working in a hospital setting, occupational therapy, um, had a career path. I had a career path. Mm-hmm. Was accepted mm-hmm. into some master's programs, mm-hmm. uh, which would be the next level uh, in occupational therapy. Um, I kind of had my design in place, and God said, "Nope, here's what I want you to do." And it was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> uh, and there, there was a little bit. I don't. I'm. My wife is great about listening to the Holy Spirit, like right away. Uh, I'm. I'm not. I've kind of dragged my feet a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, so, but it was one of these things where ultimately. <laughs> It came down to 
okay, am I going to do my will or am I going to do the will mm-hmm. of God? So in, in that sense, I would say that's a cross. Um, I don't know if that's what you're looking I, for. I really but. hear the, the command for picking up a cross as being something proactive, right? I, I, I hear it and envision it as something that God's actually mm-hmm. calling you to do. Like it's something that you may not want to do, but you're you're carrying it. You're moving forward, making forward progress with something you did not anticipate, mm-hmm. whether it's the hurt mm-hmm. of a broken relationship or- Changing careers. A cha- yep, mm-hmm. yep, you so know, moving what's, forward. What's one of yours? Yeah, I would say for me, when I first got saved, uh, I really sensed that God was calling me into a lead pastoral position i thought i would i loved teaching the bible i loved studying with your bible college and i just couldn't get enough of of the word of god and i've i had thought that over the years and then as i began to lead worship and i began to be a part of music because i always always been a part of music as a kid uh that was something that i i came to terms with and i understood it's like okay and i I don't want to let leave the impression with the listener or viewer that leading worship is a cross that I'm bearing. (laughs) But I guess the change in direction is what I should say. You know, serving Mm -hmm. God is good in any regard, no matter what he's calling you to do, whether it is in occupational therapy or as a pastor. Uh, But the, the vision and the future that I saw was became different than what I thought. Mm -hmm. And that has been, it was difficult for, a certain season but then i was like okay no actually this is what i'm made mm-hmm. to do this is what god made me to do and so i'm going to be faithful mm-hmm. and just walk in it well that could be a hard shift because sometimes mm-hmm. we have such a uh, a cemented in idea of what it is we're going to do with our life what we're going to be who we are right who what our identity is uh and we can really struggle at times to let go of those things mm-hmm. so and that's where yeah there is a there's an element of pain mm-hmm. if you will mm-hmm. right i mean again it's not mm-hmm. it's just saying we have to be tortured physically, mm-hmm. but uh, those things can be painful mm-hmm. to let go of. Uh, but ultimately, if we step into what God is calling us to do and who he's calling us to be, that's the best place mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. So. You know, and these are like big um, moments, but I think on a daily basis, too, carrying your cross is denying yourself. Mm-hmm. So it could be stopping and talking with someone who you're feeling prompted to stop Mm. and talk to because oh i've got this all this stuff to get done but Mm -hmm. you're being prompted to stay there and talk to that person or pray with that person or let that person go in front of you at the uh, you know in the grocery store or you know whatever it might be it's those promptings too are just little crosses i you know i (laughs) for lack of a better way to explain it, they're not always have to be these big, major, life-changing events. On a daily basis, we're, ha- we're called to deny ourselves and do what we're being called to do and being do what we're being prompted to do. Yeah, I, I, th- I think uh, at the end of the day, uh, choosing to live into the design of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? the way he tells us to engage with other people, right? the way we're called to love other people, that's a sacrificial uh, type of love mm-hmm. that requires me to say no on to myself. the things that I want. A Not lot of saying the things or typing things on <laughs> social media that we want to, yes. you know, all of those things, denying ourselves and doing what Jesus wants us mm-hmm. to do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a that's a daily, sometimes a minutely mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, experience. Yeah. So. Him, you also talked about knowing uh, God's divine plan. Mm-hmm. So you, you, how do we know God's plan for us? Like, how do we know? And I have, I have a follow-up question to mm-hmm. that question. 
But how how can listeners and viewers start that journey of saying, okay, I hear these three people talking about a cross to bear. I hear them talking about God's plan. Mm-hmm. I want to discover that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're they're newer in their journey with Jesus. What would you tell someone in that discovery process? Well, I think you have to know Jesus to understand his mm-hmm. plan. You have to know the character of God. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to require getting into the word mm-hmm. and and actually learning about him and then spending time with him, um, praying, seeking Holy Spirit, you know, mm-hmm. listening, allowing margin for that conversation with um with Holy Spirit to happen. So and then and then just and I'm not always good at this either, but when we're feeling prompted to do stuff, when we when we step in obedience to that, I feel like you begin to walk more in tune mm-hmm. with Holy Spirit. The more obedient we are, yeah. the better at it we get. <clears throat> um, and maybe the more aware we become yeah. when we're being prompted and just listening and um, feeling, you know, just asking, I think in those quiet times, you know, asking Holy Spirit, you know, for guidance, mm-hmm. for direction on things, and just really trying to listen to that and walk in tune and, and be obedient to those promptings. I loved how you started that answer with saying the word, mm-hmm. you know, that a great place, a foundational place to start to discover God's plan for your life is to just read scripture mm-hmm. because it starts to kind of come alive and you mm-hmm. begin to hear the voice of God. Oh, I see this character, or this story in the scriptures about this person. I'm kind of mm-hmm. sensing like I might have a similar mm-hmm. thing that God wants me to do. Josh, what about you? Well, how do you know God's? <clears throat> well, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, piggyback on what Pam said. There are actually some couple of places where it tells us aspects of God's will. Mm-hmm. What is it? First Thessalonians five. Something mm-hmm. like it basically says, "Hey, you know, do this. Pray for people. You know, be grateful. This like is. this is God's will yes. for you in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Like sweet. Check. <laughs> I I don't have to guess at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romans twelve. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, living sacrifices be transformed by the renewing of your mind and then you can know the will of God right yeah. like as we engage in these things mm-hmm. we would say in some of these disciplines yes mm-hmm. practices that actually paves the way for us to recognize what it is that God wants mm-hmm. of us mm-hmm. um, so yeah but a big one is the word right mm-hmm. hey oh man I don't sometimes we we want these big picture things oh what does God want me to do with my life mm-hmm. and, and we want this big picture we very rarely get that I feel and I mean in my experience He'll, he'll just little pieces. Hey, here's yeah. here's your next step, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Again, we say we use that language all the time. Oh, what's your next step? Mm-hmm. Because that's usually about what God gives mm-hmm. us. Yeah, you know, I mean, Pam, you go back to your journey. I've got sort of this feeling, like mm-hmm. with ministry, maybe do something different. Yep. But it wasn't like God said, "All right, Pam, here's your here's your one year picture, here's your <laughs> five year picture, here's your ten year picture." Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. He didn't give you that. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, here's a here's an impression. Yep. Start moving towards yep. that. And then there's confirmations, and you know, um, you he's you know, God uses people to help confirm things sometimes mm-hmm. too. And and you know, people, I'm sure there were some people that thought I was crazy for leaving that job that paid well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not knowing what I was going to do next. Yeah. So easily, I could have been like, no, people are going to think I'm nuts for doing this. Mm-hmm. But you valued something greater. Yeah. At some point, you you saw that and and said, uh, "This tug is too strong." Yeah. There was enough. <clears throat> what do you guys call it? Turmoil. What's your word that you and Brandon have been using? 
So, I mean, uh, Kinsey and Ryan oh, will Kinsey. often use desolation. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Consolation. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They use that a lot. Yes. More. There was just that stirring within me that was like, gosh, you know, this mm -hmm. just, I don't have peace about this anymore. You know, Josh and I have said often on this podcast, like for people called into ministry, <laughs> unless you're called, do <laughs> not do this. Do <laughs> no, unless you cannot escape the, the hound of heaven, unless you cannot, you know, like I have to do this, I, I have to pursue this, um, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Because ministry will eat you alive. <laughs> but if you're called to do it, you better get your butt in gear. Yeah. You better do it. And do Which it. Which was kind of your point yeah. yesterday. Yeah. yeah. But we're all called to serve yes. God in some way, whether it's full-time ministry or not, yes. we're all called into ministry mm -hmm. of some form well, you know, in our regular lives. Yes, I mean, Scripture talks about that. Like, we are ambassadors yes. for Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. We've talked about that before, on right? Like, like that, it doesn't matter what your your job is, that's your, your primary purpose is to, mm -hmm. to be an ambassador for Jesus mm -hmm. wherever you are. Yeah. Right, but that's where we go back to the idea of the will of God and, and being engaged in the Word. Mm -hmm. Because... You know, we need to we need to let go of some of these desires for the big picture, right? They're, those are the things. Well, who am I supposed to marry? What am I supposed to do with my life? And we want those big things, but the reality is, if we're not following the will of God and seeking the will of God in the day to day, how does God want me to treat my wife? Mm -hmm. How does God want me to treat my kids? Mm -hmm. How does God want me to treat my boss now, even though I might not work here forever? Mm -hmm. How am I supposed to engage? If we're not going to follow the will of God for those, we're not going to follow him when He gives us the big picture. Yeah. yeah. So yep. it's, I mean, and you and I have talked about this. You you use this really well with the worship team, right? Like, man, we've got to be faithful with little, little things. before we're entrusted yeah. with much. Yeah. yeah. So we want the we want the big answers, mm -hmm. but we're ignoring all the little answers mm -hmm. that He's already given us in Scripture. Mm -hmm. The so basics. What makes yeah. us think that we're gonna do anything with the big one? Because maybe yeah. God says, you know what? I want you to go be a missionary in Mozambique. Yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna obey that. Not yet. If right now you're not even <laughs> like you're not even willing to like right. change the way that you engage with your boss. Yeah. You're not gonna move to friggin' Mozambique. Mm -hmm. uh, Eugene Peterson, he was a mighty man of God. You know, he wrote the the message uh, transliteration of the Bible. He said uh, he has a book which we would all tell you. I think all of us have read this book. You listeners, viewers, get this book: "A Long Obedience in the Same Direction." Oh. Uh, this is, and that's really a good, good apt way to describe walking with Jesus. It is a long obedience mm -hmm. in the same uh, direction. And if we are faithful with those little things, uh, God will, will entrust us with much. What's interesting is the much often will take us by surprise. Mm -hmm. You're just not even, you know, seeing that coming down the, the, the road, we'll say. Yeah. I mean, when I started at the church, I, I remember thinking, oh, I'd love to help Sally with spreadsheets. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a special kind of person right here ladies and gentlemen <laughs> data so i would have never seen you know known at that point that hadn't been revealed to me yet mm -hmm. you know as far as where he would take me mm -hmm. well and then you just look again i mean we talked jb talked about it earlier right the, the number of things you could do right you you capacity <clears throat> maybe this is a slight exaggeration probably not though i mean you pretty much single-handedly ran the whole come alive campaign for the building yeah. initiative and expansion. Mm -hmm. No, don't give me no. that much credit. <laughs> no, <laughs> she did. She's she's very capable. So I mean, so those are things where yeah, you go from like, oh hey, I'll help out with spreadsheets to like, oh yeah, I'm gonna essentially run this whole building campaign. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the front person to the GC. Yeah. 
you you said something interesting you were kind of talking about god's plan mm -hmm. um god's will for our lives mm -hmm. and i loved it because you you poked a little bit at, at sovereignty mm -hmm. you know you, you alluded to the fact that god's will and god's plan it cannot be changed mm -hmm. and when we don't pick up our cross when we don't make the choice mm -hmm. and the decision it's going to happen no matter right. what talk more yeah. about that uh we have this choice, otherwise we're going to be put on a shelf. We've mm -hmm. all heard that phrase before. Talk more about that, Pam. What did you mean um, for us to, to take away? I just feel like in that moment, like if we're feeling prompted to do something, if we're feeling called to do something, to be part of God's plan, mm -hmm. and we don't submit to that, his plan is still going to happen. So he's, mm -hmm. it, it just will happen a different way right and what you know we may never know that because we didn't submit to that you mm -hmm. know we don't you know have privy to that but i want to be part of his plan you know yeah. i want him to use me in the way that he's called me mm -hmm. because it's much better to live inside in the will of god than it is to walk in disobedience to him mm -hmm. um in the long run so i you know i just I want to be part of the plan. I want to be part of what he's called me to do, not for me, but for him, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't want to miss out on that. I don't want to miss out on what he's wants to do in my life. Being a, a former uh, college athlete, Pam, would you say you don't want to be on the bench? Yeah, I don't want to be on the bench. <laughs> you, want, you want to be <laughs> in play. the game. Pam wants to win. Not only play, <laughs> play. Win. win. Pam wants to win. I'm getting better at that, you guys. That yellow truck or I'm working else. on my competitiveness. I've told the staff that. I'm trying to be okay with losing sometimes. It's not easy. So, no, it's, no not. it's not easy. <laughs> Josh and I have said this before on the podcast. It's the will of God is it's it's like water. Right, water always takes the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. You know, if 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 water meets a sandbag and it can just start following gravity and flowing around, and it just floods the next thing. And a lot of times, that's how it is for us. Mm -hmm. You know, God encounters some resistance, and sometimes He'll break that down. Yeah. But other times, He'll just be like, "Okay, mm -hmm. there's you know, that was all in the plan too for you mm -hmm. to be exposed to that decision mm -hmm. and choice. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not for this season." Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't always operate really well in seasons. Yeah. You know, we want things right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right now. And if we like it, we want it forever. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. We don't want that to change either. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want any, any change. Yeah. What about uh, Mark 16? We talked all, um, Ryan kind of brought the last of this message. Uh, and some of this text is not, is not a part of the, is it Septuagint, right? Is well, it just, it, it just wasn't in the earliest mm -hmm. manuscripts. Yeah. Which I yeah, think is, so is the Septuagint. Um, it, very interesting, uh, speaking from an egalitarian perspective, um, Mary uh, was one of the first people to mm -hmm. share the gospel message mm -hmm. out of chapter 16. Um, you know, she was entrusted as a, a, a someone to proclaim the truth of the gospel first before anybody else. What are some other takeaways from, from chapter 16? Well, I mean, I just think, I mean, Ryan's point that, I mean, the, the resurrection is kind of the the, the the key mm -hmm. you know that's true i mean andy stanley which apparently people get mad at me we've had people that are like i think ryan's gotten some mean emails because i reference andy stanley oh um, okay super cool though i like andy stanley i like a lot I of mean, if stuff. he says good stuff what does it matter, what does it matter who unapologetically says that it's good stuff? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he, he wrote the book and we all went to his mm -hmm. uh the the conference irresistible mm -hmm. but that's one of the big points there right mm -hmm. is is the resurrection mm -hmm. like that's the yeah. foundation of christianity yeah without I mean, it people get all up in arms and i mean and 
we affirm the inspiration of our entire scripture canon. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, we're not taken away from that. But sometimes we get all up in arms about other things. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, no, like the resurrection is kind of that, that key piece there. Yeah. Get rid of that. And- well, just like, you know, they were taunting him on the cross saying, come down so that mm-hmm. we will believe. And it's like, he, I mean, it's Jesus. Do mm-hmm. you know whatever you know? But he submitted to his father's will, yeah. and because he did not come down, you know, we have the resurrection, and that's the you know that's the thing. Yeah, that's the basis of our. You, you said, Pam, that the greater miracle was the resurrection versus him choosing to come down from the cross. He could have, like you just said, he could have like, come oh down. yeah, you could do whatever you wanted. But but you know, don't you know I can call like 10,000 legions mm-hmm. of angels right now and just mm-hmm. like smoke this place? But I don't want to downplay, <laughs> I mean, what he did for us on the cross, absolutely, mm-hmm. like took oh, on the sure. sin of the world, you know, found felt that barrier mm-hmm. between him and his father, you know, in that moment. And so that's, yeah, that's huge. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the, the resurrection doesn't, take away from right, the, right because it is that that was the atonement yeah. how, how yes. were, did we actually receive right. atonement through the blood mm-hmm. right through the blood we sang right. all about it yeah you know last week yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah the resurrection adds a a, a layer of significance mm-hmm. to all of it and yep. paul tells us that's that's what we anchor our hope in mm-hmm. hey if jesus he was the he was the first fruits right of those who were raised from the dead Mm -hmm. that's where we have our hope of resurrection like ryan said you have to marry them together the cross and the resurrection yeah yeah death is death is the response to sacrifices not accepted offerings not accepted Mm -hmm. that's what death is it's Mm -hmm. sin and the reason that jesus couldn't be held by the grave is because his atoning sacrifice was accepted by Mm -hmm. the father death Mm -hmm. had no power Mm -hmm. over an offering and an atonement for sin that was perfectly uh appeasing mm-hmm. no, not appeasing that's we don't want to go into that theological side <laughs> uh, it, 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 scratch that yeah <laughs> scratch that uh, mm-hmm. it, it satisfied mm. the requirement for our sins mm-hmm. it satisfied the requirement i mean for i'd our read sins. something in studying for this you know that there is no limit to god's love for us to put mm. his son on the cross to be mocked and tortured and mm. beaten and take on our sin. Mm-hmm. He loves us that much. And Jesus completely understands us and what we go through as humans. Yeah. Yeah, you even had that um, torture whip cat paw thing. Cat of nine tails. <laughs> nasty. That's what they call it. Yeah. Nasty. <laughs> yeah. Seeing that. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to show any graphic images because, you know, that could be mm-hmm. triggering for some people. But just... At some point, you do have to stop and really think about mm-hmm. what he went through. And, you know, we mm-hmm. see paintings and we see pictures and it's this very clean body yeah. with no blood. He's got like a couple and, of scratches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, for me, it changed when I, I'm not going to say the movie because I don't know, you know, what people think about certain movies. But there was a movie I watched that really detailed the crucifixion. and The Passion the, of the Christ. Yes, yes. See, I don't care yes. what we need to okay. what people think. Okay. Yeah, you need so, to watch that. Yes, that <laughs> you for me. Was yes, very eye opening. It was like, wow, yes. this was suffering and torture, wow. and it wasn't what I've grown up seeing of these painted pictures mm-hmm. of this pretty clean, you know, Jesus carrying a cross. Yeah, yeah. No, he suffered oh, big man. time for us, and yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't just some little trickle of blood no. down his brow from no. the crown of thorns. Right. It wasn't like, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it would have. And been putting pretty... on the clothes and taking off the clothes on these you know torn Raw. up body yeah. and carrying mm-hmm. the cross on that you know i mean they'd always give uh 
39 lashes because mm -hmm. they, they found by law of average that 40 killed a man. Yeah, just short mm -hmm. of death. You know, and yeah. they, you, you brought that yesterday just talking about, you know, they, they wanted that they wanted this person, the, the heart behind it was really humiliation mm -hmm. and the utmost amount of pain and suffering possible just to the edge mm -hmm. and to the limit of death. Mm -hmm. But the ultimate was the, the nailing, yeah. you know. Um, that was a powerful moment yesterday in, in, the, in the message. Mm. I felt like it mm -hmm. was, there was sort of a, I don't know, maybe a hush in the room, just a sense like, oh, there's some gravity. Yeah, I didn't want to take away from, I know I didn't focus on, the, there was a little bit different focus yesterday to the mm -hmm. message, but I also wanted people to also understand. Feel it. Yeah, what yeah. he did for us. Well, it also, I mean, there's like, not to be a jerk, but there's kind of like a suck it up buttercup kind of moment. Like that's, Jesus literally mm -hmm. like, took up his cross yeah. and like literally went literally through that. Did mm -hmm. Like that the crap cross. that we whine about is... Mm -hmm. is <laughs> well, Paul says, uh, you haven't suffered unto bloodshed. Mm -mm. Right. He literally says that in scripture. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, and, th and that's for most believers, that's the case, but we mm -hmm. do have brothers and sisters in other parts yeah. of the world, uh, the Coptic Christians and others who, uh, a lot of Muslim Christians now, well, they're in, not in Muslims. In Muslim countries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of, more. you know, uh, China, that's, yes. that's always been a hotbed of persecution. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, communism and Christianity don't play well together. Well, and the fact no. that we can just yeah. come to church and freely, yeah. you know, yeah. worship and talk about our faith, we just don't have any idea. No. Sometimes, you know, what other people are going through in other countries. Yeah, yeah if you want to explore that, a couple of resources, you go to Voice of the Martyrs. Yep. Uh, just Google that or Open Doors. Uh, it's an organization from Brother Andrew. But. And so because we have it, a little easier as far as being able to engage in our faith. I don't think we always appreciate it. I know I take it for granted, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and you know, it's hard when you live in this country to put yourself in. And so sometimes that's where these mission trips are helpful to be able to go and Help see. change your perspective. Yeah, change bit. perspective. Yeah. Not everybody can do that. But yeah, it's, it's hard to put yourself in a position where you've never experienced it. You know, so it's hard for us to realize something other than being freely able to come and worship. Mm -hmm. I think that's why God calls us. It's a, a command, like you want to know the will of God, to pray for the persecuted, mm -hmm. pray for those in prison, pray for those who are who are completely separated, you know, from the 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 bigger body of mm -hmm. Christ. And I, I I think that that feeds some of that um, snowflake. Mm. Yeah, and I think if you want to be challenged, you kind of reference Voice of the Martyrs and Open Doors. Uh, there's a book called The Insanity of God by Nick Ripken, N-I-K-R-I-P-K-E-N. Uh, man, he interviews, uh, he was actually a missionary in some countries where there was some persecution, but then kind of the, the call God put on his life was to go and interview pastors and church leaders in persecution. Uh, I mean, you just, you'll, it'll blow your hair back, just some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like these are guys that like, they're in prison and like, like in scripture, mm. like they count this an, a privilege and an honor yeah. to be persecuted for the name of Jesus. Count it all joy. Right. I mean, it's like that's such a foreign concept to yeah. us in our little comfort bubble here. Yeah. In the, and in we US. mean us too. Like it's oh, not. Oh, oh yeah. For, yeah. We're oh, not yeah. just saying us. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. yeah. It is because we live such lives of privilege. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, you know, the, the statistic is because we in America, we throw this word around all the time, the 1%. Mm -hmm. If you make over $30,000 a year, you are the 1%. <laughs> you are the global 1%. If you make more, we have houses for our cars, right? 
for and for multiple of our cars yeah. usually. <laughs> we have houses for our cars. We have multiple cars. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the one of the best modern day prophets, mm. and I'm going to use that word specifically, that is speaking into that sort of feeling is Francis Chan. Oh mm. yeah, he's if, passionate. You listen that. to Chan and and the way he talks, and he just he just says it. It's love of self. Yeah. It's love of self that makes us deny the cross and make decisions, you know, to spend all of our money on mm. ourselves. To not consider the, those who are persecuted and oppressed around the world, um, it's just love of self, and and I, I love listening to his teaching because, you know, he brings good stories too. Mm-hmm. Like he, I was listening to a podcast this morning. He's talking. He's he does a lot of stuff with high school and college age mm-hmm. kids. He speaks at a lot of high school and college age events, and he met this girl. It was he was doing something for I think Hope International where you sponsor kids, mm-hmm. right? And one of the leaders of the group said, "You got to meet this one girl that that we." You know, she God's really working in her life, and she sponsors kids. and And so Francis goes and he meets this girl. And hey, I heard you know I want to get to know you. I've heard just how many how many kids are you sponsoring? Seventeen year old kid, right? And I'm just in my mind thinking of what I was doing when I was seventeen. <laughs> um, how many kids do you sponsor? Fourteen kids. The seventeen year old at thirty dollars a month per kid. And he asks her, "How do you? How did you do that?" Well, in the summer, I work, uh, I'm a lifeguard and I work 16, 70 hours to save more so that I can give more. Wow. Hmm. And he, he says this, mm-hmm. I'm not saying this, but when most 17 year olds are saving their money to buy a car or mm-hmm. to do something, this particular person, God had graced them, this, this young girl, graced her to be able to see the world and the blessings of being able to physically work and do the things to, to make money to, to see kids. Uh, have food and water and, and that's a lot of the things he talks about is food and water mm-hmm. i'd be interested Man. to know this girl like you know what was there a pivotal moment did she yeah did she go on a mission trip did mm-hmm. she see suffering in another area or is that just you know the calling mm-hmm. that she's had i'm just sometimes i'm curious like what was that turning point or mm-hmm. that pivotal moment mm-hmm. for her sometimes there are those events that mm-hmm. flip a switch mm-hmm. you know i had shared with josh and pam i don't know if i shared with you but my wife and i when we watched uh the sound of freedom this movie mm-hmm. that just recently mm-hmm. came out did you see it i have not seen it yet gotta mm-hmm. see it um it 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 is a it, it you you can't leave seeing that unchanged mm-hmm. you just can't right. like you see this and you're like some uh, something <laughs> has to be different yeah. something i have to do something different to be a part of some sort of solution for this thing um yeah so um we're at an hour but did but we, did we want to we had a little center <laughs> section that we'll talk about now but you didn't see it because haley cut it out well i don't know if you we wanted a visitor. to tease out the thread that we talked about in the green room yesterday i'm, I'm gonna let you yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna let you so, and I think it actually, I think it ties yeah. in nicely to the to the dying of self. So, Pam, yesterday you talked a little bit about Barabbas mm-hmm. and how there's there's a lot of, of of weight to the argument that he would have been seen as a hero potentially. You know, you've got this nationalistic uh, character oh, man. in in the I narrative. I kind of feel like I know where this a is zealot. going. <laughs> <laughs> so. I want us to briefly, if we can, uh, tease that out. What does that look like in our culture? Because uh, I would say, you know, JB. I feel like you guys already have an answer for this. Well, no, <laughs> well, because we've probably referenced this. I know we're we're gonna we'll try to keep it brief. But yeah. uh, one of the things that has really jacked up the church in the United States is nationalism. 
Mm-hmm. And so when you used that wording yesterday. <laughs> you used two words. You said nationalism and patriotism. Mm-hmm. Which I want to I go on record. We need to click on the it's on not, Barabbas. Though. It's not, yeah. It, yeah. I don't, I don't believe that it's a sin to be a patriot. To, or a nationalist. Mm-hmm. No. But, but, when, but that, when you're in the extremes. When that is higher than mm-hmm. your devotion to yes. God, we have a problem. Yes. And you see that play out. In the story of Barabbas. You, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. so you've got this character. and mm-hmm. He was a murderer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy was a murderer. Mm-hmm. But because people had such an allegiance to a particular group of people, these were zealots, mm-hmm. right? Josh, I'm sorry what I'm about to do. <laughs> The zealot in The Chosen. Oh. And the way that he... Have you seen... I have not seen this, no. Numerous episodes <laughs> no, where he comes in... Well, it's right, it. I haven't seen it all, though. It's right what you talked about, these daggers. Mm-hmm. Like, he has this dagger, and he has this in, this entire turmoil, and this thing of setting aside this, this commitment to these neo-conservative zealots. Like, he was... The character was played amazingly because mm-hmm. he eventually used the things that he was zealot about, zealous about to be zealous for Jesus. Mm-hmm. He eventually lays down. He's he Who's one of the passion? scenes for those that I'm, I'm he is surrounded by a couple of warriors and he is a warrior. This mm-hmm. guy's like a, you know, he's surrounded by a couple of warriors who are sworn to kill him because he's left the order. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be like, you know, um what's the word when a soldier Oh, abandoned um, a deserter. 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 Yeah, he was like a deserter to this this organization, and they were there to kill him. He's got one on one side, one, and he kneels down, mm-hmm. and he takes his, and he sets it down, and he just lays mm-hmm. down his dagger, and he begins to share the gospel with these other mm-hmm. zealots. Um, but I think it's an important thing, Josh. The, the, the you said it's one of the biggest problems. <laughs> I might go. I might go so far to say, in the conservative uh, evangelical Christian church today, in twenty twenty three, it is the problem. A a a commitment beyond what is healthy, mm-hmm. what is respectful and honoring, mm-hmm. to the men and women who serve and give their lives, not only law enforcement but soldiers, but beyond a commitment to the principles of God's kingdom. Which is where that line is crossed. Right. Where are we, when we, when we pick and choose or interpret scripture in light of our political party's preferences, mm-hmm. we're doing it wrong. Yeah. You know, the, the way of Jesus is, is above political parties. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've, we've gotten so polarized in that, like we, we cling so tightly to political identity and that's the thing that we use to to separate ourselves from other people mm-hmm. um yeah we're, we're doing it wrong i mean there's definitely a time to stand up for issues when we talk yes. about you know pro-life and you mm-hmm. know all of that protecting the unborn there's a time to stand up for issues but to put so much faith into a person mm-hmm. over God, mm-hmm. you know, that's, we are all broken, sinful human beings. Yeah. And so to put so much faith into a person over trusting God. Well, and, and even just the way that you see this play out and, and it, it angers me every election season. Like you'll see people that 
and, and you kind of want to like call them out but <laughs> like like oh yeah you were at, <clears throat> you were at church yesterday oh man i just saw your post about your opinion about the other side's political candidate like that's not jesus at all mm-hmm. jesus had nothing to do with your post mm-hmm. <laughs> right. uh, I, th- I think he'd be he'd be a little bit upset mm-hmm. uh, if he saw what you posted mm-hmm. and then you you're sitting there trying to yeah. worship him on sunday mm-hmm. like Ugh. yeah i think we 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 forget I, I, yeah. we we ignore scripture based on our political convictions mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. that's wrong mm-hmm. but we do it and we and we we whitewash it and say that it's for love of country it's not yeah. i don't even think it's that it, yeah. it's love of self what i want mm-hmm. well this is the way that i think the world should be mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why i'm gonna trouble you don't now there are probably there are very gen- i mean and, and there are very clear things in scripture that tell us yes. you know how to feel about certain issues yep but there again, are lines in the sand. The problem, again, the problem, in, there are, but the problem is no no political party has a monopoly that's what, yes, I'm on saying. the issues. Yes. Because and it's I'll, the, t- I'll say this. Let's, we're not going to like dance around, right? Democrats do a much better job when it comes to caring for the poor mm-hmm. and the widow mm-hmm. and the hurt. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you look over the last few days, like they do a much better job of that. But we all like, put up a wall. Like, Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, where where are you getting that in scripture? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's yeah. not. Yeah, it, there's not. <laughs> each party, each whatever, each person has flaws. Yeah, and so that's why we have to keep our focus on God, and just trusting, you know, and praying and standing up for the issues and that are clearly them. biblical. Yeah. Yes, praying for yeah. our leaders. You know, yeah. whoever the president and senators, Congress people. Um, I think that the the hardest thing about it, Josh, is this is deeply rooted in, I think, dominion theology. Like there's a lot of dominion theology that is that is also plaguing the church, which is if we just get the right person in the office, if we just get this happening, you know, God's kingdom will be here and now on earth. And I don't know what Bible y'all are reading. It it says it's going to get bad. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse until the day of Jesus. Jesus is the only king who will make things right. We cannot. It doesn't mean we don't take stands politically. And it doesn't mean we don't try to get Mm -hmm. people who stand for biblical issues into office. That's not what I'm saying. But when we say, like, if we don't do this, this, and this, it's like, guys, it's going to get bad. Like, well, and and it's 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 gotten bad like politically to the point where it's like, oh, hey, this guy he just re- he read a Bible verse in his campaign thing. I'm going to vote for him right. because he must be a Christian. He must be a Christian, right? Even though right. like none of his behavior, none of his policies actually have anything to do with Scripture, right? So yeah, we I don't know. They I think the devil has grabbed a hold of that, mm-hmm. and he's really done a job. A great on, resource. For those who are interested in considering the idea of nationalism and uh, we'll say neoconservatism or even liberalism uh, is Preston Sprinkle's podcast, Theology in the Raw. Several episodes ago, you'd have to look, scroll through some of the titles. He had a couple of people talking about this and the difference between um, being committed to the ways of the kingdom of God versus a country or a people. Are you trying to find it? No, I'm trying to find another resource. You keep okay. talking about that. One. But yeah, theology in the raw is really fantastic. Um, in fact, I, I'm pretty sure that the next resource, the next book that Preston's putting out, um, is going to talk about the differences between 
nationalism, and again, we're talking about extreme versions of it, patriotism, extreme versions of it, uh, versus what does what does the Bible actually say uh, about our place in this world? So Andy Stanley, bring him back in. Uh, he wrote a book called "Not in It to Win It," mm. and it's all about how do we how do we navigate politics as a follower of Jesus. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, another good resource. Uh, we did two bad things today on the podcast. We talked about religion and politics. <laughs> what else can we do to like? <laughs> we're a ruffle we're feathers. a church podcast. I hope we talk about some element of religion. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm just saying. Like at, at, at Thanksgiving, you're not supposed to talk about either of these things, and we just did it. See, but that's actually. I think the world would do much better to talk about those things at Thanksgiving because that's mm. fed the polarization. Well, we haven't talked about sex yet. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> you could go there too. So <clears throat> we could tie that into dying to yourself. Uh, we could we could do that. <laughs> uh, right? I think Ryan said church yeah. needs to talk about it more. So there's and a money. healthy perspective. And we should also talk about money. Yes. yes. Uh, what well, you should do with your money. <laughs> oh, which boy. also ties. Well, we actually did a little bit. We did bit. a little bit. Yeah. You did talk Choices about money. Choices on yes. what you're going to spend. So your real money quick, on. I mean, how can yes. we how can we riff on sex for like two minutes? Just to finish the theme. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and end it. cameras on Josh. Josh. So, your flesh has certain desires. Jesus says, "Die to yourself. Take up your cross." God. I mean, I mean, the reality. God has a design for sexuality. Yes. Right. And and you see this play out in our culture, right? Like it's this. We've elevated sexuality to like mm -hmm. the, the the top thing. Like this is our our you know biggest part of our identity our sexual identity our mm -hmm. sexual orientation uh that's not biblical mm -hmm. that's not biblical at all and so we've elevated these things and just the the way that that our culture and most cultures mm -hmm. right most there's a reason uh scripture has a lot to say about sex because culture uh in general creates their norms based on fleshly things mm -hmm. so we need to say well what does god say about this mm -hmm. and even if i don't like it am i gonna Deny myself, or am I going to deny Jesus to go to cross? Look at that. We tied it. Preston just finished a book. You got it. I got it. I didn't get it yet. Oh, you didn't get it. Okay, it just came out. Maybe trying to be good and read books before I buy more of them. I'm dying in the book book C of books. Yeah, I'm currently okay. Let's let's close with that. What are we currently reading? That's good. Pam, what about you? I am. I have started, but I have not finished the. Praying like Ooh. monks. Oh, Tyler State fools living like living fools. That's a good yes. one. Oh man, that's a good. Super practical because he gives mm -hmm. you a practice. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, every time yeah. it's like, oh, I'm not just going to make this theoretical. Here's how you can mm -hmm. actually practice. Mm -hmm. I love that. Same thing with Ruth Haley Barton, mm -hmm. Invitation yeah, to Silence and Solitude, Transforming like, Center. Very yeah. practical. Amy, I think, just finished reading that one, and mm. she's like, "You have to read this." Yes, you do. Yes. And we're going to podcast riffs here. Go to the very beginning of Ruth Haley Barton's podcast. Um, it's like the something leadership. I don't know. Just Google Ruth Haley Barton podcast and you'll find it. That podcast is so good. <laughs> Go back to the very beginning. Listen to every episode. Josh, what are you reading? Uh, so I've got, I usually have a handful of books that I'm working through at any given time. Mm -hmm. So I'm reading uh, Saints and Bullies by John Dixon. Okay. It's a, it, kind of the, the tagline is an honest look at the good and the bad of uh, church history. So I'm looking at that. John Dixon, love him. He's a he's a historian out of Australia. Uh, he's done a lot of really How good books. How far back is he going? Uh, well, so he he starts with kind of an exploration of the Crusades, but now okay. where so I'm at later. in the book right now, no, now he goes back, what did Jesus teach? <laughs> and he starts to kind of work forward from cool. there. Um, so I've got that on my on my 
pleasure read side. I'm I'm on book thirteen of fourteen of the Wheel of Time, uh, by jo- uh, Robert Jordan. Okay. So uh, your bad book habit is reading multiple books at a time. My bad book why habit. Why do you say it's a bad habit? I get three quarters of the way a... through, and I'm like, yeah, I get. I, you don't finish them. I don't always finish oh, I, them. I don't care if it's Does like anybody a, else like do a that? Manual like manual to something. You get most of the way through. You kind of feel like you know what the book's all about, and you move on. Uh, I just I just finished uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Andy Stanley, uh, him and his wife wrote a book about parenting, oh, yeah. uh, uh, which is I would highly recommend. I heard some um, podcasts on that. Yeah, he did. I think he did. They did a really good job. I uh, just mm-hmm. finished that uh, a while ago. I finished that uh, Sky Jitani. Yeah, um, uh, the commodification, uh, the d- divine commodity. Yeah, divine commodity. Um, yeah. What else do I have right now? I've got a few of them right now. I can't even think of the other ones. But yeah, I've got. I've usually got four to six books at any given time that i'm reading so. yeah that's uh that's way over my pay grade um i just finished a book by J.R. briggs and bob hyatt called uh it's about eldership okay. um passed that on to, to ryan and uh, that was a really really great great read brought a lot of clarity uh to my understanding what what it means to be an elder all of those things really really good and then I just started this morning, my friend Katie Elder, it's my wife's good friend in Florida. She has a book on, it was a book on depression from uh, like a neo, uh, neuro psychiatrist mm-hmm. something. So I'm checking that out. I just mm-hmm. literally read the foreword. Um, and then my pleasure book is uh, John St. John of Damascus, his uh, double treatise, treatise on um, iconography. In, in defense of the eye. That's your pleasure, Reed. <laughs> yes. In, in defense of images. So that is a very, very interesting book because oh my. we are images. <clears throat> Jesus in the flesh was an, was an image, physical image of God. Um, so very, very interesting take on iconography. Which, oh, yeah. okay, for those of yeah. those that are like, what the heck is that? You got to get, uh, and, and why, why would somebody write a book about that? Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> iconography is the practice of having something like this a cross you'll see people who wear crosses and or images or pictures of some kind an icon a representation iconic representation of a heavenly or kingdom truth so one of the things you'll find in iconography is you never ever ever historically see an image of god because he's bodiless he cannot be this is where all of the commands in scripture are actually meaning that you shall not make a graven image. It's about worshiping either creation or the formless, bodiless God. Mm. But when we see the body, so uh, an image of the cross, we we see what do we see? Like what is this? This helps me think of Pam's message from yesterday, right? She talked about him being crucified. So icons are physical imagery that remind us of spiritual truths. Mm. And there's a lot of dispute, especially in ecumenical uh, or um, uh, evangelical Christian world about icons. Um, I think you got to take it with a grain of salt. There's there's a quick way to bow down before something and worship it. But there's another thing like to look at. You guys can't see it, but these images, uh, charcoal drawings I have of Jesus, the suffering of Jesus with a, it, it evokes something. So there's they, some people will even say that the icon is a window into heaven Mm -hmm. it's a window you don't you're not looking at the window what's a window for a window is to is to see through at something on another in another world so an icon is a way to look past whatever it is and to begin to 
have an image in your mind of this crucified Christ that we follow. I feel like Brandon talked about that. Was that Brandon that talked about a window of some kind? I can't. You're talking about stained glass versus a window mm-hmm. in one of his messages, I feel. Well, the, the, all of the ancient stained glass was iconography mm-hmm. because the entire story of the gospel was, was mm-hmm. a lot of times told in the, in the glass and other yeah. historical mm-hmm. biblical things. But yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, leave in the comments. What are you reading these days? Yeah. And maybe we still got to talk. We were talking about yeah, we have a, to finalize our, our I was thinking about that the other podcast day. idea and books. We're talking about doing like a Pam. What do you think? We're thinking about doing a podcast that's like book club style. Oh, so like we'll tell people a month in advance. Like this is in the addition. Book. Oh, OK. Yeah. Another another version of the podcast okay. won't be Radiant Reflections. Mm-hmm. We, we're still we're looking at chat GPT to help us with some some names. <laughs> I got some great names from chat. Anyway. Is that where you? I thought you came up with those all by no yourself. Way, the ones that you no, used a robot. If you guys aren't using AI, you're <laughs> missing <use> software. It. <laughs> you are missing it if you're not using Terminator. AI. Terminator. <laughs> we could Sky podcast all about AI. There is no danger whatsoever because God in heaven breathed the pneuma, the ruach, into us. He did not breathe it into robots. Therefore, they will never become sentient. No, it I was is impossible. I was reading an article that said it's actually getting dumber. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. Anyway, so our podcast would be like, we're going to read a book. We're going to tell you 30 days in advance. Mm-hmm. And then each week we will read a certain chapter. You'll listen to the podcast. We'll discuss our thoughts and I think things. people would love that because for me, I read book. I'm, I'm more, I'm, okay. I'm better at reading through the book if mm-hmm. I'm reading it with a group and we have a, a goal each week or mm-hmm. each whatever. So then I'm like, oh yeah, got to get this done. And yep. Those so, are some of my favorite things mm-hmm. that Ryan does with us mm-hmm. as a staff. When we go through books together as a staff, uh, it feeds my soul to hear what you guys hear from the book. Uh, yeah, huge. So because I'm not original, my my name idea for the podcast was Radiant Read Flexions. Oh, I like that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> JB is not a fan. No, I, no, I really like that. It's a pun. We have to, it's got to be like how, a serious podcast. That's how man. I roll. Yeah. <laughs> any rate listeners viewers thank you so much uh for for staying with us um pam thanks for bringing the message yesterday great job way to step into your calling and uh we're excited to see what god does next in your life um you you are called and gifted um so if you didn't get to see the message or listen to the message uh go to the radiantlife.church uh or go to youtube.com check out uh radiant life pam's message is up there uh subscribe listen uh share this with others because the more that you share the podcast the more that people are exposed not only to radiant reflections but to the great bible teaching pastor josh pastor pam when they bring those messages to the uh to the congregation that's equally the amount of content that's on the YouTube channel. It's not just Radiant Reflections. So uh, we're up to 850 subscribers. That grows as you share the podcast with others, especially on your social media platforms. When you push out the feed to your platforms, people get to see what's important to you. Why Why would we come and listen uh, to someone like Pam or Josh share the word of God? Because we believe in their gifting and calling and we believe in the word of God. So share it, like it, uh, give us reviews, and uh, we look forward to connecting with you next week for episode 46 of Radiant Reflections. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church.
www.thepeopleofgod.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.